Welcome into Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Ari Ezra. I'm Justin Cotter. So the World Series is done. It's finished. The Dodgers won. But really, the thing that stood out and what everyone's talking about is Kevin Cash pulling Blake Snell out of the game. What did you think about that? Was it the right decision going by the analysis and the analytics, or should he have kept him in? I mean, there's a time and a place for analytics, but, like, that was, like, I think everybody knew, like, as a baseball fan, even before Mickey got the double down the line, that was just not going to turn out well. That was absolutely stupid. I was I was actually saying before that I think Snell should probably go up to if he's like hot like he was, if if he's hot what I think the top three of the Dodgers lineup was zero for six with six strikeouts up until like that point in that t- uh, until the switch, if but I don't understand like I get he got bad like after a certain amount of time but he was hot and he had it that night, everything was working for him that was the dumbest possible thing and the Rays sadly deserved to lose after that it's just what's gonna happen. No, yeah, I heard in, like, post-game interviews, uh, like, Mookie was, like – yeah, he was asked what he thought of the decision. He was, like, thank God. Like, I, he was pretty much just, like, I don't know what Cash was thinking. He didn't say that, but, like, what was Cash thinking? Because they knew he couldn't – you know, Snell was going to get them out every single time, and they were, he was blowing by them. All right, so next we got a big story also from the last game, game six, Turner getting COVID. What did you think about that one? Um, I kind of think all the blame should be more so on the MLB side for that. I don't, I don't know. I get the MLB did pretty well with COVID. I don't think they had like one case. What's that? One case at all in the postseason? Yeah, they had a couple false positives. I think maybe, if even. I don't even think they did. But they had a crazy good postseason without even. They didn't really even have a bubble. Really, I think they were allowed. They had certain areas they could go to, but it wasn't like what the NBA is doing at all. They were actually in a bubble, but. I mean, he was out there for eight innings. Like, I don't know. I think it depends more. I think it matters how his teammates feel about it more so than, like, how people at home feel about it, to be honest. Because, obviously, people – I think people need to understand, like, it sucks, but athletes are held to it – or not – and celebrities in general are held to a different standard than normal people. Like, that's just just how it's going to work. Yeah, they're supposed to be, like, the role models. But, like, what I was wondering – is what if the Rays won that game and it went to a game seven? What would they have done? Did they have a plan for that? They'd have to uh, they'd have to push the game back. Yeah, they'd have to suspend game seven of some sort. Like, it was not going to happen on the – I think it was, like, what was it, like a day or two after that game? It was, they said it was no way. That's the whole thing. Like, I'm sure Dodgers players definitely got it. Like, I didn't hear any reports of it. So, I don't really know why. We I didn't hear, like, negative or positive. But there's no way if he's walking around, like – with no mask, like you saw post game, he had no mask on even when he knew he had it. I don't know what would have happened then. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. I haven't even seen. Has it been confirmed? Was it a true positive or is it a false positive? I haven't heard any reports other than like that night. Yeah, either have I. So I don't know. I guess the season's over, so they're like, I don't really care. Yeah, nobody really cares. All right, so that's it for the baseball season. We'll see you in February. We'll miss you. Now we go on to the NFL, which is in full stride, week eight. So our first game of the slate is the Indianapolis Colts at the Detroit Lions. What do you think about this one? I think the spread is going to be three. That's pretty tough for both of them. I don't know, but I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking the Colts could win this. I don't know. I think it could go either way, but I think the Colts can 
can win it, but I don't know if they're covering by three against the Lions. I'm kind of liking – I like – I like Matt Stafford. They got uh, Kenny Galladay, too. Not bad. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Colts win, but uh, Lions cover. Thinking under, too. I think the Lions are, like, uh, they're, like, kind of sneaky, though. Like, they, they can pull out these games, and especially for the Colts, their record looks good, but their games haven't really been that good. Like, I think it was two weeks ago, they almost lost to the Bengals, and then they, they get close to these, you know, teams that aren't very good, and the Lions have shown that they can, you know, come back in games. And I think the Lions can for sure do that. As far as the over, I think it's a lock for it to be over 50. I mean, the Colts have Phil Rivers. He's been an offensive weapon his whole career. Matt Stafford, you know, 300-yard games every game. So that's what I'm taking. So the, for the next game, we got the Vikings and the Packers. Probably not going to be close. What do you think? Yeah, um, the Packers did get – you know, pretty beat up by the Bucks, but they came back and responded pretty well. Packers are going to be without um, Devontae Adams, I think, Sunday. So, but Aaron Rodgers is a beast, and the Vikings aren't. I think Dalvin Cook is questionable, too. And ever since Stefan left, I mean, they just haven't been the same, even as Stefan. They're just not the same offense as they were with those two-headed beasts. But Justin Jefferson is doing a well, pretty well. But I think the easily the – Packers win this game and they cover the spread. I just think that's very with six. Yeah, they're winning by a touchdown. I think the Packers win easily here. The Vikings going into Green Bay, you know, I mean, if you're going to count weather, I mean, the Vikings play in a dome. So usually dome teams going into cold weather doesn't do well. But I think the main key for the Packers here is actually having Aaron Jones back. I'm not sure if he is going to be back, but even Jamal Williams played well last week so if they can really pound the rushing game and you know Rodgers can do his usual two three touchdown scores it's going to be really easy um next we have Patriots at Bills so the Patriots have been a real real stinker I heard uh, I think it's from Bleacher Report that they're trying to you know they have open offers for anyone on their team which is kind of insane for you know a Bill Belichick led team um what catches my eye here is 41 over under 41 like I don't know actually because the Bills I honestly think that's a little disrespectful (laughs) I mean the 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 49ers offense put a 30 last week on them like and that's you're already at 33 because they all the Patriots had was a field goal I would like to think that Bill Belichick can coach his team enough to get more than three points this week I get the Giants defense is good the Giants defense is solid but I kind of hope they could get more all they need to do I think is score like 10 to 14 points, and the Bills will easily get, like, 26. Yeah, I honestly think it's they're, that's a lock all day. They're yeah, easily winning of, those games. That's kind of crazy because, I mean, the Patriots have always smacked the Bills, and now Bill Belichick is going to get a taste of, of his own medicine here. But that is – it's just crazy. I think that's so low. Next we have the Titans at the Bengals. Ooh, I was looking at this game, and it's just the point that the Bengals score every game is really quite impressive. And the, the Titans last week, they showed they showed that they can, you know, I mean, they were undefeated, so obviously, but they can be beaten. As far as 53 and a half, I took the under. I don't think the Titans, you know, Derrick Henry wasn't great last week. So I think it might be like a 20, it, it'll be close, but like 20, 25 game. Uh, each the Titans defense is pretty good. Bengals defense 
isn't very good, but we'll see. Oof, I don't know how I feel about that uh, under here. I was actually contemplating with uh, between this and the Bills pick for, like, what the lock is of the week. I don't know. I, I think they easily – I think the score is, like, 30 to 35. I think Derrick Henry, last week, what they play? They played, the like, arguably, like, the top defense in the league, like, one of the top three. Yeah, I think they are, yeah. Yeah, easily the Steelers were. So, I mean, I think Derrick Henry has a field day as well as Tannehill, and then – Joe Burrs just go out there, and I think he looks good. He's a beast. I think he's going to go out there and put up – you know, he's going to score a couple touchdowns. That's all you need is, you know, like three touchdowns from him, and then uh, I think Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill are going to easily cover. Yeah, the reason I picked the under is because, like, it's one of these games where you're like, that's a lock for sure. And every single week there's that one game where it's like, what – score some points, man. Like, what are you doing? So, I don't know. I just had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like – Joe Burrow's just – he's, like, actually, like, one of the better, like, number one quarterbacks that actually came out and performed, like, way above, like, what everybody thought. It, the problem is, like, the O-line because he, he actually has receivers with, like, Higgins and Boyd's really exploded this season. All right, so next we got the joke of the week, the Jets at Kansas City. What do you think? It's 21 points for the spread. Like, I think that's – if you're going to spot me three TDs, like, that's going to be some garbage time touchdowns. Like, that's all day. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I think to think the Chiefs will win by three TDs. Like, I think this is the one pick where you want to fall into a hole and pick the Chiefs because it's the Chiefs. It's basically the number one versus the number 32 team. But I think this is the loophole. This is where you see, like, it's going to be, like, 16 to 10 in, like, the third quarter or something, and then they're going to score two touchdowns, like, after that. Chiefs, I don't know how, but that's – and that over, I think it's a little disrespectful as well. I think Mahomes is going to go off, but, you know – I think the Jets could still put up a couple points. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is certainly, like, susceptible to giving up points. But, you know, after seeing last week in Denver, um, the, the Chiefs' offense is, like, undeniably the best in the NFL. We all know that. But for the spread, for them to win by 20 points, I mean, like you said, it's possible, but I don't think it's really likely. It's, it's not good odds either for you to pick, I think, to spot somebody three touchdowns in the NFL. That's, I think that's so crazy. I wonder how many times that's covered, too. All right, so next we got the game of the week, which is shockingly still not moved to Sunday night. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, so we got the Steelers at the Ravens. What do you think? I mean, I think the spread's like five and a half right now. But the Ravens games are all within like three or four, so I think the spread's easily being covered by the Steelers because the Ravens are going to win because they're coming off that bye. You know, they've had two weeks to prepare last week. The Steelers had a pretty rough game with the uh, the Titans. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like the I – like, I like the healthy form of the Ravens and over easily. There's going to be – I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers on both sides. I think J.K. Dobbins might be starting to <laughs> – Yeah, because Ingram's Mark, doubtful. I like that, though. I really do like that. I've been wanting that, dude. I think, I think Ingram – or not Ingram. I think Ingram's like – he has no shiftiness. Like, literally when – J.K. Dobbins runs. He looks like Ray Rice. Like, he's so low to the ground, and his center of gravity is so good. He just breaks off, like, 40-yard runs all the time. Yeah, most Ravens fans have, like, been wondering why, you know, you, you select him, and then you don't really use him at all. We've seen Gus Edwards more than Dobbins, but we'll see a good mix of the two, and maybe that'll be a real plot problem for the Steelers. But their run defense is really good, so we'll have to see. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. All I said, the only other, only reason I could find, and the only reason I thought about it for a while, 
was that they wanted to keep J.K. Dobbins fresh for the playoff run, but that would make no sense since he's a rookie. That's all I could think of. But we both got the Ravens to win this game. Uh, we both had the over, which uh, I'm kind of iffy about because these are two offenses who ha- like have proven they can really score, but also two really good defenses. So we'll see how that plays out. Next we have the Saints at Bears. All right, so the Bears are – I, I can just never do it. You know, the Bears, they look pretty good on defense. I mean, last week they looked okay against the Rams, but their offense is just bad. Like, I can't stand to watch it. Like, Matt Nagy and Foles have no chemistry. Apparently there was a report that, you know, Foles questions the plays that Nagy calls even before, you know, the, the ball is snapped. So I don't know about that. If they fix their offense – Maybe it can be kind of close. This under is kind of – or this over-under is kind of weird, 43-and-a-half. I picked the under only because in, like, five of the six games that the Bears have played, they've scored under 20 points. Uh, the Bears have a pretty good defense, so maybe this will be an under game. Yeah, it's really tough because, I don't know, the Saints defense really is just not the same without Michael Thomas. It's just huge difference. but. I think they're still the Saints, and I think Alvin Kamara might be. I don't know if it if he's full go for Sunday. I think he might be on the injury report, but I still think the Bears are kind of a weird team too. I don't like this, but I think the Saints can hold this one out, and I think the overheads at the Bears. I think they could also have another shootout, just like last week for those Saints. All right, now moving on to the San Francisco 49ers against the Seahawks. A good game. What do you think about this one? I'm not going to really believe all the hype yet about the 49ers, but the problem is, like, the Seahawks just somehow find themselves in these, like, three-point games, but they put up, like, 40 every game. So, like, I don't think the 49ers would be able to do what they did last week, but I think that Seahawks can easily cover because I think the Seahawks are going to be the only ones scoring. I think they're just going to go out there and score. It seems like every single game, like you mentioned, it's just, like, a shootout or it's, you know, between three points comes down to the last seconds. But I think it's going to be Jimmy G in this game. Is he going to be the Jimmy G who gets benched at halftime, or is it going to be the one who, you know, leads them to 20-point wins? I don't think it's going to be a 20-point win this game. But it'll definitely make for an interesting game. We both chose the under. Why did you choose the under? Because um, I honestly, like, I think the Patriots are terrible. So that's why I think the Patriots are not terrible, but they're overrated. I don't, I don't think they're what they are, what people think they are. But I think – the 49ers just beat up on a bad team. I don't think they'll be able to do that against the Seahawks. I think they'll kind of get a little wake-up call to, like, you know, I mean, not shit. The Patriots have a good defense, but I don't know. I just kind of think they all fell apart that day. I think it was just a bad day. Yeah, and 54 points is a lot of points. That's nearly, you know, 30 yeah. points a team. Exactly. That, that's pretty high. Yeah, that's – this is what – this is probably the highest total of anybody. It's not even – it is the highest total. That's a lot yeah, of points. Is. That's it is. You need 27 from each team. I don't see this 49ers putting up 20, 27. I'll give them about 20. No, me either. And, of course, home field advantage doesn't really matter, but they're in Washington. So we'll see how that plays a factor. So next up, we got the NFC East matchup, the Cowboys and the Eagles. What do you think about this one? I think the only reason I picked the over was because 43 just seems so damn low. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you. All I need is three touchdowns from each people. Like I think the cow. Oh, 
it's because the Cowboys defense is that bad where I think the Eagles can put up like 30 or 35. Yeah, I think the line's so low because they scored like three points against Washington last week, like against Washington, even though Andy Dalton did get hurt. And I think his name is Danucci. Um, yeah, Danucci's a little meme. Yeah, he, he played at James Madison, like a yep. seventh-round draft pick, going against the Eagles for the first time. And their, their defense actually isn't bad. It's kind of their offense that's a problem. But we both picked the over. I think, like you said, there's no way they don't score more than 43 combined. The Eagles, you know, I think the Eagles – I think the Eagles would be able to, you know, put up some points. And – I don't know. I think the guy, uh, Danucci is actually pretty, uh, like one of the best FCS players, actually, FCS quarterbacks. I think he, like, led all college. He was basically the Heisman at the FCS. So, That's I mean, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. So he'll probably be absolutely terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> there's always that chance. But I think I just couldn't convince myself for 41. All right. So now we got the Buccaneers at the New York Giants. What do you think about this game? It's going to be under because I don't. I don't think the Giants will put up more than two touchdowns. And that'd be tough. I think the Patriots still, like, I think they can put up 30, but odds are probably in favor of them not. So, I don't know. I think it's under. I think they'll cover and win the game easily. The Giants are just terrible. See, I don't know. It's like another thing. This is almost two touchdowns. <laughs> like, it's it's very possible. But, you know, maybe the Giants, uh, not make it close, but within – two touchdowns and I think that's that's kind of possible it's just tough to see like the Giants like that's just a poverty franchise right now I feel like they're just headed that way it's kind of sad because they were so you know Eli Manning was an average quarterback it'll be like 116 and 117 right yeah Yeah. brought him a Super Bowl but right now they're just it's like I don't know I feel bad for these teams because like you just get stuck in this loophole of drafting players and like they either just get hurt or you're just not setting them up for success so that'll do it for us. From Ari Ezra, I'm Justin Cotter, and this is Ezra and Cotter, Sports Talk.